When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Maggie. This is Ladies Fright. Yep, that was said. We had a lot of false starts before this. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about uh, the the most unsettling children's toys. Uh, yes, um, this has been a fear of mine. I mentioned it in the first first episode. Oh yeah, where we just listed all of our deepest darkest fears. Yeah, so people could use that against us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just realized that. That was a that was a misstep. Yeah. Damn it. Anyway, it's dolls. It's dolls. We're it's talking dolls. about dolls. We're talking about dolls. So I'm gonna start us off with a little story that maybe some of us have heard before. There was a young girl and she loved dolls. And her mother promised her that if she did all of her chores, she would give her money to buy this doll she'd been seeing in the window for the past couple of weeks. The girl did all her chores, and she went to the doll store. She loved this doll because of the fact that besides its beautifully painted face, it held up two fingers that were so delicately made. She went and bought the doll, and the doll owner told her, Do not play with this doll alone. You need to be with your parent at all times. The girl said, Okay, thinking... Weird old person. Please don't tell me that. Weird. Bought the doll and came home. Why did she... Why did she what? Why did she sell her the doll in the first place? Um, Like, I'm going to sell this to you, but you can't be alone with it because I fear for you. Um, The recession brought a lot of hard times on a lot of people. (laughs) I don't want to sell this cursed uh, object. It's not cursed. I didn't say that yet. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, it's cursed. Uh, So she goes home and immediately goes upstairs to play with the doll uh, while the mother is cooking dinner in the kitchen. About an hour later, the mom hears a blood-curdling scream from coming upstairs. She runs as quickly as possible, hoping her daughter hasn't fallen or hurting herself. She opens the door to find that her daughter is lifeless on the floor, walls covered in blood. Everything is covered in blood, except for the doll, who's now holding up three fingers. 
The doll murdered the child. I think they got that. The doll has now murdered three children in history. <laughs> right, so she buys the doll. And, yeah. And the doll, it, the doll kills her. It does. I like that you're explaining <laughs> the story. I think part of the reason why it's scary is there's that air of mystery to it. There's no mystery. No, the doll, the doll confessed to it. The doll was like, yeah. Three, what's up? It was me. Read me my Miranda rights, fool. <laughs> right? Well, that's that's kind of what's scary about dolls. Uh, you can't exactly punish them. Well, I guess you I guess you, you could. No, they're going to kill you if you punish them. Yeah, but you can encase them in boxes and bury them. What was that? Um, the Goosebumps book about the ventriloquist dummy. I thought he got ran over by something, but he came back. There were three of those. There were. At least. Yeah. Yeah, they, it's, you can't kill a doll, it just kills you. Yeah. Definitely all dolls are murderers. All dolls are murderers. Every single doll. Oh, man. So, why are they so freaking scary? You know what's interesting? What? So, the, the, a fear of dolls, the, Uh the name is pediophobia. Okay. That kind of sounds like pedophobia, which I would imagine would be fear of children. Is that a thing? Um, Google can tell us. Let's find out. So I'm I'm going to keep talking like I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, so dolls are like little children. Yeah, pedophobia, an abnormal and persistent fear of babies and children. <laughs> That's me right now. Rearing a child or being around active children can both produce anxiety. Wait, around <laughs> active children? I mean, as opposed to... Like, dead babies aren't that oh, weird? <laughs> but the live ones, Jesus Christ. The live ones are a problem. I would imagine the dead ones would be worse. I Maybe I'm projecting. I mean, I personally think so. That's pretty awful. Well, the the root sounds very similar, I guess, suggesting that it's uh, that dolls are supposed to look like little humans. Yes, little yes. Um, actually, through the 18th and 19th century, dressing dolls gave little girls the opportunity to learn how to sew and knit because they would make their own clothes for the dolls. Oh. So it was very much those like stereotypical gender roles. Where even as a child, we were teaching little girls to raise babies. Yeah, but learn how to be a housekeeper. But in fairness, they did learn the skill of sewing and knitting. One of those I don't possess that well. It's the sewing. I do knit. I don't sew. Um, And then... (laughs) Poopophobia. (laughs) I'm sure that's a short you. Puppophobia. But that sounds like... Phobia? Pupa phobia, the fear of pupas. When caterpillars <laughs> are becoming moths and butterflies. <laughs> Jackie's trying to read something else, I'm sorry. Pumpophobia. Uh, oh, like also, puppet, yeah, again. Okay, no. Automatonophobia. The fear of humanoid figures. So that's really that's really the big one that I'm pretty sure across the board. We are all afraid of. Yeah, I don't even like the word humanoid. No, no, it's a pretty terrible, it's a pretty terrible word. Yeah. Automatonophobia. So that's more, that sounds like uh, an automaton is like AI. 
I right. was going to say it sounds like a... Like a robot that can think for itself. I was going to say electro music band, but okay. Automatonophobia would yeah. be an awesome Like an EDM. EDM. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's our new band. No one steal it. <laughs> we have no musical <laughs> talent, but that's ours forever. We call dibs. Copyright. <laughs> so, people recognize faces. Okay. Patterns. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, dolls are nice in that way because you can project onto it that it maybe is a baby and then you can learn to care for your baby and play with it. Yeah, and actually, and you see this nowadays too, even, I hate to say making fun of it, but we ask children to project things onto dolls to play out, like, social rituals. Right. So, like, you see little girls getting married or, like, Mm. figuring out arguments. And unfortunately, we also have the, you know, can you point to me on the doll where you were touched? Yeah. So, like, we do ask people to project themselves onto these inanimate figures. And part of that is it has a face. It helps. Right. And it also helps you distance yourself from it. If you're, you know, you're not showing where on your own body someone might have hurt you. Yeah. You can distance it by pointing it onto this other creature. Not living creature. Yeah. And that's where we get that weird understanding where we're asking to project something And we're asking to give emotion and something abstract onto something we know is inanimate. And it shouldn't have these emotions, but we're we're being asked to project onto it. Yeah, and that's really the worst part, is that they have faces, but they don't make faces. Yeah. You get one face. Yeah. So, I know you were telling me, I had never heard of this philosophy before this, you were telling me... That a lot of people have this philosophy about the fear of dolls being a part of the uncanny valley. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's humanoid, but it's not white. So you can really follow that, the logical train tracks. Is that a figure of speech? Yeah. You follow that train of thought? Train of thought, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Logical train tracks. Yeah. Also copywriting that. <laughs> so <laughs> That's our first single. <laughs> <laughs> of automatonophobia. Yes. <laughs> I can't say that word, so you're going to have to keep saying our band name for us. That's okay. You know? Hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, we could we could be like Daft Punk and just never speak. Uh, that would probably be best. But we both really like to talk. Oh, shit. But like, the music's so loud. That we are speaking, oh, but no one can hear if we're mispronouncing or no, no, no. Yeah. As long as the uh, the critics know how to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. Which... We need to get, like, big... They'll figure it big out. Big foam doll heads. Oh. Like, like, what's... Ooh. Not Daft Punk. Who has... Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse. Like that, but we'll have, Marshmallow. like, little speakers in it, and we'll talk to each other. What, just through Bluetooth earpieces? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're the Secret Service? Yes. <laughs> Well, I'm quitting my day job. I like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh... <laughs> so, the Uncanny Valley. Something's close enough, you can see humanoid features in it, or you see features that you recognize, but they cannot necessarily be attributed entirely to that object. So, a doll has a human face, and usually will have... 
joints, sometimes articulated joints, so you mm. can move them. They have a certain amount of an anatomical correctness, but they're just wrong enough that your body knows it's wrong. And it's just so interesting to me that you give these things as toys when it's your your brain knows. Yeah, and not not to cut in on you. No, please. One of the best examples I read of it was the uncanny valley is if you were sitting under a tree and you touch the stump and then it starts to move and you realize it's a snake. Mm. The uncanny valley is that in between of this is a stump to no it's a snake. Right. It's that unknown where something just isn't right and you your brain hasn't placed it yet right or the tendency to find uh the shape of a snake Mm -hmm. on tree bark even if there is no snake because you'd rather uh be on high alert than be touching it and then it's too late yeah so that that's basically the principle of half of the scary movies that are out there half of the horror movies you see a shadow. Oh, yeah. You see something in the shadows. Your brain is meant to find those things. And that's why for the first half of all of these movies, all of their friends and family are saying, there's nothing out there. Are you getting enough sleep? This and that. But then it always turns out to be something and they all die. Yeah. And they all die. That's it. <laughs> so that's why it's better to be afraid of everything. Yeah. Like, constantly afraid. Um, so Uncanny Valley was one theory, but I was reading an article in the Smithsonian that brought up something very interesting. Um, so as humans, we really like mimicry. Mm. They even, do you remember like years back, it was an awful show. There was the pickup artist. Oh yeah. And he was like, you should mimic what they're doing. Why? This is a bad thing. So we do like mimicry and we like when people mimic us. However, our brain is designed to be upset if there is not enough mimicry or too much mimicry, which is what those creepy-ass guys were doing, was way too much mimicry. Right. Well, they also had a nefarious purpose to lull you into a false sense of camaraderie. Yeah. Because it seems like you're on the same page, but they just maybe wanted to bone you? No, they definitely did. It wasn't a maybe. It wasn't a maybe. They literally found a guy called a pickup artist. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, not a title I want. Um, so they're on the one side of the spectrum where it was like way too much. Where we have dolls on the other side of the spectrum. Right. So humans are, mimicry is part of a nonverbal cues uh, and body language that we pick up on. Right. Dolls portray some of these. The main one being with any doll is staring. Staring and a smile, maybe. Maybe. Depending on the doll. Yeah. I mean, like, there are ones, and we'll, uh, I'll talk about this a little bit later. Oh, the ones that, that have, blink. Blink, have heartbeats. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, but what they... What about the ones that pee? Oh, I don't Did wanna... you have one of those? No. My parents weren't crazy. My cousin and I... <laughs> <laughs> so it is maybe four or five. Uh... I, I got one of those dolls where you would feed it with a baby bottle, and then if you squeezed it, it would just pee so you could change the baby's diaper. But my my cousin and I would just put a towel out on the dining room table and make this doll pee over and over. 
I shouldn't be telling this story. The more I tell it, the more... The, the, the less fun it sounds. It sounds weird. So it's fun! <laughs> oh my god. That's weird. But my mom says we did that for, for way too long. Like an hour of just making this doll pee. You know what? Knowing you, that <laughs> does not surprise me. <laughs> knowing you for ten plus years, not surprised. Don't know why your mother was surprised either. Should have actually seen that coming. Should she have? It was early in our relationship. Your mom and your relationship? Yeah. Yes. No, she should have seen it. Should. I came out of her womb and she looked at me and said, mm-mm. Freaky. <laughs> mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, so, yeah. Too, too little mimicry, um, which upsets us. And it's because we're, we're constantly expecting them to do something, and they're not doing it, and we're looking for it. And at the same time, our brain's like, no, 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 it's an inanimate object. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be doing that. But because we have, we're so hardwired to have facial recognition and recognize these nonverbal cues mm-hmm. from hum- other humans... Our brain is like, well, maybe it should do something. And the brain's like, no, 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 wait, wait, no, no, not real. Shouldn't. But maybe, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to put you on heightened alert. Definitely. And that's the thing. That's why, and uh, they talked about in this article about feeling creeped out. Not scared, but creeped out. And they described it as the time where your brain doesn't see a threat, but it also does not not see a threat. So it's like, I'm going to put you on heightened alert in case this becomes a threat. Where there's just enough to suggest that the social interaction, be it yourself socializing with an inanimate object mm-hmm. that may or not may not be a threat, or we could even stretch that out to include um, working with people who uh, are, don't have the capability to socially interact Mm. have limited interaction skills for whatever reason, be it a personality disorder or what? This, this is a side note thing. I was watching a catfish yesterday. Yeah. And there was a girl on there who must just have the worst social anxiety because like she, every time she got into a situation where she had to talk some, to someone, she couldn't make eye contact to the point where she was like holding her head in her hands and would walk back and forth and pace and it made me so uncomfortable. Right. Because that person is unpredictable. They don't hold to um, the social interaction that we've been trained to expect. Yeah. And then over mimicry. It's kind of the uh, the same thing. What's that story about the goat man? Oh, the oh, man, oh, the, oh. The bathroom. The, There's, uh, yeah. In and the I, woods. And, I, and I'd like to get into that story sometime too, but... um. There's this idea that there are shapeshifters and they'll take on the appearance of an animal mm. or another person, um, but they, they come in when you're not paying attention and they'll, they'll just go along with everyone and they mimic. Right. And, and the only things but they'll if, be able to say are things they've already heard people yeah, say. They can't come up with anything new. They have, they generate what has been said because they're a shapeshifter. Right. But the thing is they, they won't talk usually and it's only until you stop and count the people in the room do you realize that they're there. Right. That there's an extra mimicking entity. Yeah. Ugh. And that might also be kind of why mirrors freak us out a little bit, too. Yeah, over mimicry. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure there's other things in it, but even though it's ourselves, we're like, ugh. Well, that makes sense if you consider 
that it's a portal to your own soul or to a, another dimension because things are happening exactly as they are over here. Mm-hmm. But it's not different, but your brain knows that it's wrong. It shouldn't be seeing from the outside. Yeah. Brain doesn't like that. Brain doesn't like a lot of things. No, no. Brain is scared of everything. <laughs> Everything's trying to kill you. Good, because it wants to keep us alive. <laughs> Thanks, brain. So so we talked about why they're so scary and things like that. Let's talk about, I guess, other stories that we see dolls in and how they've taken on new forms, even this modern era, like um, Annabelle and things like that. Yeah, Annabelle is interesting. And then you could probably include the whole Chucky saga in that where it's black magic. It's a demon controlling something that should be an innocent plaything. But for all the reasons that we already expressed, mm-hmm. we already don't believe that dolls are innocent playthings. Yeah. Like it's a symbol of innocence, but anytime it starts off as a symbol of innocence by the end of the story or movie, um, it's a vehicle for evil consistently. Yeah. Can you name a story or a movie that started off with a doll as a central, um, I don't want to say character. The only thing that somewhat goes with that I can think of is the Disney Channel movie Life Size. Oh, where Tyra Banks. Yeah, where Tyra Banks turns into... But she turns into a human. Right. So it's kind of the opposite. That and she gives her her life. Yeah. She's she's a truly good egg. I like Tyra. We love you, Tyra. <laughs> We didn't obsessively watch Next Top Model. No, not at all. Through our teenage years, no. no it's still going. I know. I'm currently watching. I'm trying to throw them off our off our tricks. What? <laughs> no, they know all of our shame. We already. It's out there. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, and like even the store, like the other like hauntings, like Robert the doll. Yeah. Everything's a little bit like Robert. In a sense, is is kind of a a nice doll, but only to the owner, Robert. Right. Everyone else, he was a, he was a dirtbag too. Yeah, didn't he? Did he, did a housemaid die, and they attributed that death to Robert? I think something like that. Yeah, so there was something weird. And Robert like, was a, a doll <clears throat> made for uh, a child who lived with a very wealthy family in Florida. Yes, uh, one of his nannies or. Um, something along those lines made him this doll and named it after him, Robert. Uh, and they were inseparable. And Even through adulthood. Right. Well, they put him in the attic and left him with the house when they moved out mm-hmm. because supposedly the doll was terrorizing the child, Robert, and the family and the staff. Uh, so Robert, as an adult, comes back with his new wife and... Uh, they attribute the doll to uh, his wife committing suicide. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, it's also, I'm, I'm reading quickly, it also says that, like, his, it seemed that the doll's facial expressions will change. Which shouldn't happen with dolls. Yeah. And, like, he would giggle, but he'd also make an angry face if someone was talking about poorly about Robert, the owner, in the room. I wonder how much of that is our projection 
because we expect to see those cues, those, you know, uh, maybe malicious facial cues, especially when we are afraid of something. Yeah. And it's actually, it's really interesting, too, about Robert, just like as a side fun fact, he was his, um, Robert, we'll call him Otto, uh, the owner, because his last name was like Ottoman, and a lot of people refer to him as Otto. Um, Otto's grandfather bought him Robert, Mm. but Robert wasn't supposed to be a toy. Robert was used as like a mannequin in a like storefront and that's why he kind of looks a little off from a regular dog and they say that the clothing of cork yeah they say the clothing that he wears was not what he was originally bought in but was probably actually a model of an outfit that Otto used to wear as a child oh so they had matching they had matching outfits which is also why american girl dolls are creepy yeah yeah dressing up if you have something that looks like you it's gonna take your soul Definitely. That's a scientific fact. fact. <laughs> I read it in Science of Dolls Journal today. Dot org. Dot gov. <laughs> that sounds like uh, that is definitely a peer-reviewed resource. Um, I trust it. At least twenty peers reviewed it. At least twenty separately. <laughs> Excuse me, will you review this? <laughs> You've glanced at it? Okay. They didn't even read the thesis, just read the title. Right. Which is, if a doll looks like you, it will steal your soul. And they went, yup. And they said, yeah, we all agree on that. Yeah. That's, uh, but that... And by peer review, I mean my <laughs> friends. Right? <laughs> Barely. Just strangers on the street. Yeah. But this fear of dolls is, uh multicultural it spans oh yeah it's wide wide Um, reaching wide reaching and like i'm gonna tell you about one but what came to mind just now was the doll island in mexico oh have you ever seen that no i'm gonna pull up pictures for uh, jackie right now of doll island it's the most upsetting what is its purpose there's multiple stories about this one uh, one is that there was a guy who murdered a little girl and ended up feeling guilty about it, so he isolated himself on this island and just brought her doll, like a doll as a tribute, every single year. And now other people bring dolls, and there's just dolls hanging everywhere. So yeah, if you get the chance, look up Doll Island. Have nightmares. <laughs> um, but yeah, cross culture. Um, I was looking through stories about dolls, and I came about one from Japan. Mm. Uh... Please excuse my pronunciation. Lika-chan is a doll that is popular in Japan, like the Japanese Barbie. And she was so popular, they created like a hotline to call. So like you would call the hotline, like, hi, this is Lika-chan. But apparently there was some that were saying like curse words and stuff like that. So it sparked this urban legend where if you throw away the doll... The doll will call you, find you, kill you. <laughs> and there's also, like, other ones, too. There's ones, like, where she's, like, three legs. Ooh. And, like, like one leg is really hairy and upsetting, which just sounds very much like a Japanese story. Yeah, they don't like hair. No. They don't like hair. 
Um, but the one that I found the creepiest is like sometimes they'll just be found in bathrooms, and like there's all yeah, and like, like you'll walk are, into someone's house. No, like like a public bathroom. Oh, Japanese also have really weird things about public girls' bathrooms specifically. Okay, like they can be haunted by a single girl who cried there one time. <laughs> but like, like the so nurse- every bathroom is haunted by very very many yes. girls. Yes. I've cried in a lot of bathrooms. Well, good thing we're not in Japan. We <laughs> every single one. No, like, it's a, it's an odd thing. But, like, there's there's a story where, like, Lika-chan will be on the ground and a girl will pick her up and she'll be holding a knife. And she'll say, do you want to play tag? And she'll stab you and say, <laughs> you're it! That's not a fun game. It's not a fun game at all. I don't like that. And, like... It's it's scary if it ever happened, but it's kind of just funny at that point that it's so blunt, right? <laughs> Not the knife. The knife is sharp. Oh, 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 oh. Bad uh, jokes are bad. <laughs> There's a whole Facebook page where they take dolls and they, like, repaint them purposely to make them scary. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why people would do that to me. Specifically me. It's personally offensive. <laughs> It's just for you. And then there's a lot of power in things that are humanoid in terms of other cultural rituals. Not just as playthings, but uh, even in magical traditions, even voodoo. Oh, yeah. So you would use this doll. uh, It would be a a stand-in for someone, uh, an effigy that you could use to inflict curses or ailments onto, and it would theoretically uh, come to pass in the physical human person. And that's kind of what we were talking about before, too, with the projection thing and the, you know... There's a lot of power in our ability to project onto an inanimate object. And once again, it goes into my belief system that if it looks like you, take your soul. There you go. There you go. Well, definitely. Oh, I found a wiki how of three ways to use a voodoo doll. Oh. Creating a voodoo doll to represent someone. Envision the person you have in mind. Oh, that one's really creepy. (laughs) They they printed a photo of somebody and just put it on a piece of cloth. (laughs) They actually silk screened it on. Yeah, that's that's commitment, right? So as we said, there's there's this idea that you can be harmed by these dolls, either by someone wanting to harm you or by the doll itself harming you. Right. Which is scary. Don't laugh it's, at that. It's scary. It's scary. <laughs> I just liked the pause. <laughs> it's. It's scary. scary. Like, whatever. It's scary. It only terrifies me, but whatever. <laughs> it haunts my dreams, but you know. But you know. <laughs> we're, we're at that one antique shop. Um, and it's it, it used to be a mill converted into an antique store. So we're walking through, and we're walking up this one set of stairs. And I've been there before, uh, but Maggie hadn't. So we're coming up the stairs... And then I remember at the top of the stairs is immediately a glass case packed with porcelain dolls. So (laughs) we had to try to edge around 
like get up the stairs with Maggie's eyes covered and edge around to try to avoid them. But we had to pass them again to come back. Yeah, because I, I would have screamed out loud and someone thought I had a problem. Right. Face first Do into the dolls. Every time I go into consignment shops or into antique shops, I always have this problem where for some, I don't know why people maybe think it's funny. They put dolls right near the entrance, so I literally walk in and go, <gasps> and everyone's like, oh my god, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, it was just a doll. There's no reason. There's no reason for I'm just terrified this. of them, but it's cool. <laughs> and I don't want to act like that person, like, oh, woe is me, look at my fear. But no, they actually, like, shock me. It's pretty awful, especially if you're not expecting one. I have this vivid memory of digging through stuffed animals to try to find something, and I moved a stuffed animal, and I just saw half of a doll face staring at me. Which is weird, because it was my doll. I knew it was there, but it was really upsetting. Like, I accidentally stumbled upon something that was lying in wait. Yeah. Just like, I'm gonna get you. Get you. I'm coming. And, like, I guess, like, it took me a while, too, to think about why Barbies don't freak me out. Mm. But, like antique porcelain dolls scare me and I really do think it's because Barbies tend to have more of a cartoon feature to it right where porcelain dolls were made to look like you yeah but it also depends how many Barbies too many Barbies and it's creepy because they could overrun you they could how many Barbies do you think you could fight off um are they normal size Barbies, not like the weird life size ones? Right, right. Weird no. life size ones actually do scare me. Yeah, those are pretty awful. <laughs> Probably because they could take me down very easily. Right. <laughs> they have hard limbs. Are they running at me or are they being like as a projectile at me? No, they would have to be running at you. Okay, so they start at my feet. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to be ambitious and say 20. 20 Barbies. 20 Barbies I could probably take. 21, I'm dead. <laughs> that last one that sneaks behind you. Are they wielding weapons? Can they hold the weapons? Their hands are like... Their hands are glued together. Stuck. Well, they do have separate thumbs. They do. They would literally have to find a way so to they take could weapons on. They could pincer. Their thumbs don't move. Their thumbs are still. They're so, apart, but they're still. They have to literally be able to slip something into them or like tape it on. Like a mitt yes. that has a knife <laughs> somehow attached to it. And even then, they don't really... Well, their shoulders move. They would have to windmill their arms <laughs> to scratch you. Which is why I was asking if they're a projectile. And if they're a projectile, that's terrifying. <laughs> <What'd> they, <laughs> like, they they built a, uh, a lever system yeah. so they could catapult themselves at you. Yes. <laughs> yes, with their windmill arms. Oh, <laughs> and their hands get stuck in my eyeball, because that's all I imagine. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. That's why it was a very important question. Okay. You know, it didn't sound that scary to me. It just said you could just karate chop them out of the air. But no, you've made the case that is scarier Yeah. than just hobbling Barbies. <laughs> I do. I wonder if I could run faster than them, because, like, they're in heels. Yeah. And clearly I'm not going to be wearing heels. If I do, I would use it as a weapon against the Barbies. Even if they're not in heels, their toes are pointed, though. So they might just... I don't know. Do, I don't... 
they wouldn't be able to balance theoretically, but we're talking about running Barbies anyway. Yeah, they're right. trying to kill you, so they're probably fine in heels. Can they? Is it also? Here's another important: is it hive mentality Barbies, or can they strategize? Like, can they communicate with each other and strategize? That is infinitely more terrifying. Anything that can plan an attack mm-hmm. will take you down. Yeah. I'm just thinking about mindless Barbies making their way So, like, at hi- you. like hive mentality. Because, yeah. like, if they can strategize, what if they, like, flank me? Yeah. And they just use their little hands to, like, tape little, little knives and start, like, climbing up my leg. <laughs> like, they're mountain climbers? Yeah. They're free climbers? Yeah. But, so they're attacking you from the front as the other ones are pushing a bookshelf down on top of you. Yeah. And then they dig their little plastic fingers into your eyeballs. Ah, uh, yes. There you go. Or their plastic 21? I think more than 21. If they're pushing a bookshelf, they need more. How many Barbies is 21 Barbies? 21. I forget the scale <laughs> of a Barbie. I, I'm having a hard time conceptualizing how much space 21 Barbies would take up. I guess enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess enough. Can I look up a picture of 21 Barbies specifically? Yeah, just Google 21 Barbies. 21 Barbies. That's track number One, two. 21 Barbies. What is it? Track two off of Autonom- Autonomophobia's... Is that is that the word? Yeah. Autonomophobia's first album. Yep. 21 Barbies. Oh, no, there's just a bunch of drunk Barbies on 21st birthday cakes. Oh, oh. That's unsettling. Hmm. Or are they drunk Barbies? Because then these Barbies look scarier. (laughs) Yeah, drunk Barbies have no inhibitions. They will do worse than gadget out your eyes. Yeah. They will wreck you. They will just wreck you. So that wasn't that scary. (laughs) (laughs) That was more of a... It reminds me of how your husband talks about fighting off cats. That was, no, that was exactly the root of my question. Yeah. Yeah. How many could you take in a fight? How many demon dolls could you take in a fight? I guess it depends on this. I know he's going to listen to this, but I think he, he thinks there, I don't think he can take on as many cats as he says he could take on. Because he's never taken on a cat. Have you ever fought a cat? No, but I've watched people where like the cat just latches. Ooh. My uncle used to have a cat that would just latch on and wouldn't let go. So... Were they friends? Was this a game? Or was the cat an asshole? The cat... Well, this was when the cat was being an asshole. <laughs> the cat wasn't always an asshole. Just at times. It was... It was a wild cat. He got it when it was a baby from, like, outside. So I'm not surprised. But it was a baby. Shouldn't have... Shouldn't it have liked him just out of Stockholm Syndrome? Apparently not. Like every other cat. Apparently not. This cat also used to uh, sneak under his armpit and eat peas off of his plate while he was eating. That's adorable. Yeah, until it latched on. It wasn't cute anymore. (laughs) So every time your husband's like, oh, I could fight a whole bunch of cats. All I think is that one cat. And I'm like, no. He wouldn't come out unscathed. But it would also take a lot of damage. It would have to be multiple cats inflicting damage repeatedly. But that's what I'm saying. You could do one cat. I understand that. Two cats, three cats. But what did he say last time? I don't remember how like many upwards cats. Upwards of ten, I thought. Do you want me to call him? No. <laughs> how many cats? <laughs> He's just going to argue this. What's your number? He was also drinking quick. I feel like the number so, goes up the more drinks he has. 
Let's say I'm I don't I don't do well under those kinds of stressful situations. I only know flight. I do not fight. I'm either fright. How many situations are you in your fighting cats? Never. Never. But I was bit by a dog. I've been bit by multiple dogs. And <laughs> and it never occurs to me to fight back. No. I just say, I don't want to be in this situation. So if I were for some reason of the mindset of, I'm going to fight this cat. <laughs> I, I could probably get through a few cats, depending on how they're coming at me. Or Barbies. What if the Barbies were riding cats? Then you could just kick the whole infantry, couldn't you? Just stomp and kick and jump and spin and dance. Well, if the cats go and the cats latch on to you. So the cats jump. And they latch on and the Barbies climb off the cats and start stabbing your eyes. You can't fight if you're blind. No, they stub their little plastic shoes in your ears until, like, or and your nose, any orifice, actually, until it, like, becomes infected and it's a slow, painful death. But, like, you fight that off. That would take a very long time. But the Barbies don't care. They just want you dead. <laughs> That's the thing. I think they could inflict damage, but I don't know if they could finish the job. With cats, they could. The cat, they might be as able soon, to. As soon as you stop showing signs of life, like, even even if you're breathing, but you stop showing, like, real signs of life, the cat's gonna start trying to eat you. <laughs> so let's say you're blinded, you're covered in wounds, and they're going to get infected severely. Yeah. Yeah, that's a given. How would they finish the job? If they worked together, By maybe... By snatching your soul... And feasting upon it. Because they're dolls. Okay. Even though Barbies don't look that harmful as a doll, they will still snatch your soul. Have you ever had a Barbie flung at your head? That's not fun. No, I haven't. No, you haven't? No. (laughs) Don't don't do it. You have cousins. They chase me around. brother. I have a little brother. And you never threw... No. We used to kick each other. Stop telling stories about my family. This is just <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> No, my family loved each other. We only gave each other nice touches. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe we'll we'll talk about this more in depth later, but we we should touch upon the fact that there is one other aspect of dolls that are very Unsettling. Unsettling. And it's not actually the doll. No. It's the people who like dolls. Yeah. They're a separate category of evil. Um, and actually on that Smithsonian article I was reading about dolls, it was saying that they, they were talking about creepy factor. And some of the creepiest things weren't the dolls, but the people who collected the dolls. And the people who control the dolls. Right. The term you used was puppet master. The puppet master. Dead silence as the example. Dead Silence, Lars and the Real Girl, these people who encase their dead bodies in wax. Psycho, Norman Bates. Yes, okay. But we can talk yeah. about Puppet Masters now. Or, oh, I thought, let's make that a whole separate. But, okay, we're going to make that a separate thing. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. No, it's okay. We'll, we'll save it for later. Yeah. Okay. 
Thank you. It was lower, but that helped. You're good you don't keep your burps in your boobies. <laughs> your burp sacks. Oh. <laughs> burp sacks. No. I don't want anyone to call my boobs burp sacks anymore. <laughs> anymore. Well, <laughs> one time with enough. <laughs> It's really terrifying when your friend renames your anatomy. Yeah, I guess it's I guess it's scary. Oh, I like your dingle hoopers. And by that I mean ears. Thank you. I've always been self-conscious about my ears. Dingle you make hoopers. me feel good about my dingle hoopers. <laughs> and when you put earrings in it, they're dingle hooplas. Oh. It's adorable. Aww. Maybe now I'll actually wear earrings. Aww. Bring attention to my diggle hooplas. <laughs> Are we cutting that out? No. There's so much editing. <laughs> Just stop. Erase it. Start over. Just start over. <laughs> Talk about all this again. Right? Because um, this is ladies' fright. Oh, wait. We need to thank people first. Oh, what a fright. <laughs> You can't answer yourself. Bye. No, I'm not done. Bye. No. Goodbye. No, we need to thank people. Goodbye. Okay, bye, Jackie. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna thank people while you leave. No, we'll cut that out. Okay. Go ahead, thank people. <laughs> so that's it. Bye. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Price again for the our uh, theme music and all the editing he does. Um, I recently went out and visited him, and he's doing really well. Just so you know, Jackie, he says hi. Hi. He says he's not going to send you any hi more else. email. You don't answer it. <laughs> <laughs> How many emails? Just one. <laughs> oh, just the one? Yeah. What's our email address again? Our email address is ladiesfright at gmail.com. Please feel free to ask us any questions. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Please comment and rate and review. Uh, it means a lot. It helps that gets a podcast out there so other people can listen to it. I don't know why you're laughing at me. These are facts. <laughs> don't laugh at facts. You can do that in science class. You can laugh at the facts. Gravity. <laughs> Gravity is actually a theory. It's not a fact. But fun fact. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much for everything. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Because <laughs> this is Ladies Fright. Oh, what a fright. Bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.